Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. And welcome to your Wednesday, November 4th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. Special episode here today with two guests, two Flyer prospects, two Flyers prospects that hope to be on the roster this coming season. One's played 20 games in the NHL. That would be Morgan Frost. Had two goals this year as well in the National Hockey League and also his first pro season. And Linus Sandin, who the Flyers signed during the NHL pause, looking to fill one of those bottom six roles as well. We'll hear from both players in this episode. If you've missed any of the past couple of episodes, Scott Gordon was our guest on Monday. Also talked to Elaine Vigneault last Friday. You can check those out as well. They're right there in your queue. Uh, If you can leave us a rating and review, we would appreciate it greatly. That helps other Flyers fans find this podcast. So if you've already done so, I appreciate it. Thanks to all the people listening north of the border as well. Uh, I see your reviews. Uh, I see that you guys are listening and we appreciate it uh, here in the lower 48 and north of the border as well. But let's get right to our first interview of this episode. And it's with Flyers prospect Morgan Frost. Uh, Joining us on Flyers Daily, he's been on the show before. We love talking to him. It's a Flyer prospect and he got some games in this year we'll talk about that as well morgan frost morgan how you doing man i'm doing well jason thank you thanks for having me uh it's great to have you i I gotta ask you first of all you turned 21 in may during a global pandemic are you thinking at that point like seriously dude i I get this 21st birthday i know you're canadian but still uh yeah i turned 21 during a pandemic like what's up with that Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely not the best timing. But like you said, I I've been at home through the pandemic. So uh, in Canada, it's 19 here. So I'm, uh, I'm doing all right. But yeah, that's uh, definitely not great timing. (laughs) It's less than ideal is maybe the I guess everything is less than ideal. But let's talk about what your experience was like in the bubble. Um, Because it was obviously different than anything you've ever experienced. You as a youth player growing up and, you know, playing minor hockey, you're going to tournaments, but that's for a weekend or, you know, maybe a week if you played in the Quebec TV tournament or something. Uh, what was it like that experience for you? It was pretty cool to be honest. I think, um, you know, after a little while it, it started to, you know, get a bit draining staying in the hotel so much, but, um, you know, just being around the guys the whole time and the coaches and the whole staff was really good about it. So, um, you know, nothing really to complain about. I think I learned a lot, uh, you know, had a lot of fun with the guys. And, um, yeah, overall, it was a great experience. It was kind of like a once-in-a-lifetime thing, I guess. Yeah, well, hopefully, right? Uh, hopefully, yeah. we can make it normal. You know? I hope so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you look at it, you know, you get that opportunity with, with your coaches. And, like you said, it was for an extended period of time when you go back to Phase 3 and then Phase 4, obviously, at the actual bubble. Uh, and, and you get that opportunity, but what things were you really kind of keen on working on in your game through that process? Well, I mean, you know, a lot of the extra, like as the extra guys, there wasn't as many, uh, you know, guys on the ice. So you're getting, you know, a lot more reps in practice. And, you know, we were working on some specific things with the coaches and, um, you know, at the same time, a lot of it was just about trying to stay in shape and stay game ready in case, you know, a couple guys got injured or whatever, but, um, no, I think a lot of it was kind of just like sharpening the tools and, and uh, you know, staying in game shape. And uh, I felt pretty good going in if I if I needed to be, you know, put in for a game or whatever. I felt pretty good and the coaching staff did a good job in preparing us for, you know, if that situation happened. 
for you, you're a really skilled player. And I've always wondered this because I've never been a skilled player, but, uh, you know, kind of getting the head in tune with the hands, with the feet, with your movement and your skating and having all those things really dialed in together is what skilled players need to, to succeed. Uh, in, in your training, you know, heading into seasons, do you kind of feel that click when, when all those things kind of come together and, and how long does that take for, for a player like you? Because the, the training camp this year may only be a couple of weeks long. So heading mm -hmm. into that period, you're going to have to be kind of ahead of the ball game a little bit. Do you feel that? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think um, it kind of depends on what situation you're going to. But uh, I, I've kind of felt pretty good going into the training camps the last couple of years and, and going on with my routine. Um, I think even, even like I said in the bubble, like just sharpening the tools, I've never just – pretty much straight practice for two and a half months or whatever that was so that's when I was saying sharpening the tools I you know the tools were pretty good and uh you know hopefully I don't think I'm going to be on the ice that much for two months in a row before training camp but if I can get out uh, a good amount and, and kind of just work on the same things and stay sharp I think I'll be uh you know set for camp has it been since March since you played in a game I mean, like, that's yeah, weird, a real right? A real, a real game, yeah. It's it's very weird. That's the longest I've gone in my life without a game. So, um, I mean, you can simulate some sort of stuff. I know there's, at least where I live, there's some limitations right now to how many people can be on the ice. So, um, it's tough to get like a full scrimmage in. But, uh, I mean, you can do like mini area games and, you know, three on threes and stuff. So just. I think right now it's it's about doing whatever you can and making you know whatever situation you're in, uh, making the most of it. Are you chomping at the bit to play a game against an opponent that's wearing a different jersey and a different organization and all that stuff right now? Yeah, for sure. I think so. Uh, you know, it's been a while. Just you know, exactly like you said, I've pretty much just been playing and practicing against teammates and you know friends at home and stuff. So. Uh, I think everyone who's at this level is, you know, pretty competitive and, uh, you know, definitely has that fire in them that they want to get back to, you know, where things were before and, yeah, play against people you, uh, like, don't like. Yeah, you want <laughs> to beat them. You, you want to try and beat them. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, what's I, I'm, like, fascinated by this element of it. As a player, you know, growing up and trying to make that leap into to become an NHL player, uh, so much of it's about timing and, you know, where you enter an organization at a specific time. And there's different elements of that that we'll talk about. But one of the elements of that is now like your timing window is, is open right now. And we're dealing with a global pandemic. Does that ever like kind of get you like, like, are you serious? Like I, I should be making the leap right now. Not only do we have, you know, rollbacks because of, you know, revenue in the league. But I, I got to deal with a global pandemic as I'm trying to make my way into the NHL, this dream I've had since I was young. And, 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 do you kind of like go through moments of like, is, is this seriously happening right now at my window? For sure. Um, I think, you know, a lot of it is like you, you're so fired up for that and you're so motivated. And, um, you know, after not playing for so long and yeah, just the situation happening, um, it's, it's a lot of it's really a mental battle. I think just trying to stay focused and, you know, I got to keep my head wrapped around that that's my goal, regardless of, you know, what's been happening and what spots are open and, you know, money stuff. I think it's just working hard and 
um, believing in yourself, being confident and, and, you know, like I said, regardless of this pandemic and everything, when hopefully everything gets back to normal, you just got to have the confidence that you're going to, you know, be on the same mission and have the same goals and hopefully reach them. Uh, let's talk about your AHL season this past year. You played in 41 games, uh, 13 goals, 16 to six, 29 points uh, it, throughout the season uh, with the Phantoms. What was that like for you in your first pro season? It was a lot of fun. I, I learned a lot and, um, you know, definitely an, an adjustment period playing against older guys. And, you know, I, I learned pretty quickly. I couldn't do some of the, uh, you know, peaks and some of the fancy stuff that sometimes I try to pull off in junior. You can't really do it as much up here. So, um, you know, just little things like that and, and, you know, definitely open my eyes even more to the fact that I need to get a bit stronger. So I'm winning more battles in the corner. Um, because you can't just skater, you know, you can't, it's much harder to skate around people and get opportunities. You kind of got to get on the inside and use your body. And, um, yeah, so it was, it was definitely an eye opening season, but I think I had some up and downs, uh, but I adjusted well and, uh, learned a lot. So hopefully that will prepare me, um, for next season. Well, you, you punched in 20 games in the NHL level this year as well. Uh, you had two goals, five assists and seven points in those games. And you wild flyer fans on a, on a couple of occasions, uh, scoring and even on times when you didn't finish completely. But uh, to get those twenty games and now have this period of time to prepare, maybe more than we all wanted, this period of time to prepare, uh, those twenty games mean a lot to you, I would imagine. Yeah, they uh, you know it kind of sets the bar, and um, you know I I realized what it was like to play up there, and I think I'm capable of definitely playing at that level. It's just a matter of um, you know, consistency and making sure I bring it. And like I said, just working on some more of the little things in my game so that um, it prepares me, you know, more to play against men and, you know, bigger guys. And um, that 20 games was an awesome stretch. And, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. What a calendar year has probably been for you because you, you look at it and, you know, you make your pro debut uh, last fall in 2019. You get 20 games in the NHL and you also played for your country in the World Juniors. Um, and for people in the States, maybe they don't understand what it means to, to wear that jersey as much as it, is, as it does for Canadian kids. What was it like for you playing World Juniors? You had a real good tournament, too. Yeah, uh, I mean, I always kind of battle that between, you know, what the most special moment of my career was whether it was that first game that I played with Philly or you know just playing for Canada at that tournament I mean like you said in Canada it's such a big thing and I grew up watching it ever since I was I don't even know like probably literally a little kid and um, that's a dream it's just such an honor and when I was there especially since it was in Canada just um, you know to have my family there and knowing all the people back home were supporting me that was it was a really tremendous couple weeks, and um, yeah, that was it was a great year for me. And uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna look back on that year, and there's a lot of special moments, and um, you know, hopefully, I can help create some more in the future. Um, Morgan, did, did you get into anything during like the during this whole pause, or when you were stuck in the bubble, you know, kind of secluded from the world? Did, did any did you pick up any new interests or anything like that? You know an instrument or something and, and kind of get into something that maybe you didn't predict that you get into. Um, I, would I got, say it, I got into formula one racing for some reason. Like that's weird, <laughs> you know, 
I watched I watched yeah. that documentary on Netflix, that Drive to Survive show, and now I'm all into Formula One. Like, I don't know if this is going to fade or not, but. <laughs> uh yeah I, I mean i guess a couple of interests would be some of the new video games that came out um but i think one of the things for me i i've always loved the older music and, and the you know classic music and um you know over the last couple of months i've i found a few new bands that i knew of but had never really listened to too much and i'd say music is probably like i play music 16 hours of the day like i just have it going all the time You're the and, son of uh, yeah it happens yeah yeah and uh one band canadian band actually i obviously knew of them and had heard some songs but i've been listening to like all their songs now is the tragically hip and um you know i just i just really enjoy watching their old concerts and uh you know obviously gord downey's not with us anymore but just watching him perform yeah. and how passionate he was it's uh it's pretty cool and pretty special. So I guess that's one of my main interests. And I imagine your dad had a chance to sit down with Gord Downey at some point uh, in his broadcast career, correct? Uh, honestly, I haven't even asked him that, but I would say there's a decent chance of that. Yeah, I know he, he really likes Gord Downey. So, um, yeah, he got to interview some pretty cool people. I got to pick his brain a little bit more. Yeah, uh, that's cool. That's, you know, do you find like for you, music is, is one of those things that kind of clears your head and kind of uh, takes you away and and that's a good thing. 100%. Yeah, that's, I I have, I have some music for, you know, every kind of mood I'm in or whatever I'm doing. And I think, you know, music's just a beautiful thing. And I don't know, it, it makes me happy. It can help me if I'm down, it can get me pumped up, you know, it's just, all right. I, love music. I wish I, I wish I could play some instruments or something, but I'm just uh, I'm just a listener. <laughs> well, you got a couple uh, uh, teammates. Carter Hart's picked up the guitar. I know Alex Lyon has as well. Uh, yeah, you guys can have the the Flyers band. Maybe maybe you get a bass or you play drums or something. I, I know. What I, instrument? I might have to get one of them to tutor me or something. <laughs> um how, how's it been for you kind of in the gym? Uh, I know talking to Mark Gregg and I did Scouts Week here on Flyers Daily. Um, he talked about it and all the different flyer scouts and Nick Pryor talked about how much guys ha have put in the gym and how that's been, you know, with, with not being on the ice, a little extra gym work has really gone a long way for a lot of players. How's, how's the gym been for you? It's been good. Um, there's been some on and off restrictions here just due to the virus where, um, you know, <laughs> got to do some workouts outside instead of inside the gym. But, um, you know, I, I really trust my trainer and he does a good job and, uh, yeah, it's just grinding away, not playing games and, you know, just skating a bit, you know, it's a lot of, it's just grinding away in the gym and, um, as much as, you know, working out's a great thing. I hope I don't have to do it for this long, for much longer. And, uh, hopefully we can get some games going here. Last thing for you, uh, Morgan, is it weird, you know, we're talking here in late October. Um, you've been playing this game your whole life and at, you know, come September, October, you're always heading into this marathon of a hockey season full of ups and downs and, you know, different elements. And, and right now we don't know when the game is getting back on the ice at the pro level. Um, is it weird for you kind of dealing with that part of it, the unknown and, and not playing right now? Yeah, I, I like, I think it's weird for, you know, everyone. I, I feel like everyone just kind of, you know, doesn't really know what's going to happen. And, um, I guess a lot of it is just, you know, you got to try and stay ready. And, um, I think there's been so much 
weird there's been so like it's been so weird the last little while the last couple months that you know nothing's really surprising anymore that happens that's you know out of the ordinary so um yeah you just got to stay ready keep your mind sharp and it's it's definitely very weird being home at this time I actually just uh was up at my cottage for a night and I haven't been at my cottage in the fall and since I was like 13 so just definitely a weird time and uh I just got to stay ready for the season I guess yeah, and you're ready to make that big step uh, this year and uh, punch that ticket and, and get with the big club and stay there. Morgan, uh, I always love talking to you, man. I really appreciate you joining us here on Flyers Daily. Whenever you do get back, best of luck. I, I know you'll be ready, and, and those skills that you have are going to shine. So uh, we appreciate you doing this, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. Thank you. Great to talk to Morgan Frost on this episode of Flyers Daily. And with that, we go to our second guest from Sweden. It's Lena Sandin. His season is underway. And here's the conversation I had with Linus last week. Happy to have joined us right now. Uh, one of the signings uh, in this uh, NHL, I guess, offseason, I guess is what we call it at this point, uh, or happened during the pause, is Linus Sandin. And he joins us right now on Flyers Daily. Linus, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. What's it feel like to be back on the ice and, and playing games while here in North America? We're not playing games. Uh, I mean, it, it's great to be on the ice and, and play some hockey, uh, but I'm looking forward to, to come to North America and and, um, and be, be a part of uh, the Flyers organization. What was like, uh, what went into that decision for you to, to sign with the Flyers and, and head over and play in the great, greatest league in the world? Uh, I mean, it, it feels great, and uh, it's a it's a dream come true. Um, so I'm I'm just glad to 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 be a part of of the Flyers organization, and yeah, I'm just I'm just very happy about it. You uh you had an opportunity to get some uh, inside info, if you will, from from some guys, some friends, some guys that you train with. In particular, Robert Haig. Uh, what did they uh, kind of counsel you with with the Flyers and, and what it's like to play here in Philadelphia? Um, it was just good things, and um, I mean, I'm a childhood friend of, of Robert, and he did speak so highly about Flyers, and so it was an easy call for me to 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 choose Flyers. Uh, you guys were, I think, training together during the pause uh, and you were in Sweden. What was it like dealing with that period of time when everything kind of shut down worldwide and, and, you know, what kind of things did you work on in your game and, and how was it, how were you able to do that kind of working on in really small groups to, to those little fine details? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was uh, very strange uh, when, when everything shut down, but uh, we had a great, group of guys uh, who was practicing hard and then I've been working hard on my, my strength, my speed. Uh, my main thing was being working on my speed and it feels like I'm being faster and then, uh, yeah, it, it feels great. When you kind of looking at coming over, um, did you want to come over years prior and maybe um, you just, you just weren't ready physically and those kind of things. You're 24 now, you know, you're, you're a man now. And to come over and play in this league with the best players in the world, you got you got to have that strength and and that ability to win board battles and those kind of things. Do you feel like uh, you know holding off to now is the right time for you? Yeah, it feels like it's the right time. Um, I I feel good and uh, confident, so I'm just happy and and I'm in good shape. So I think it, it's the right time for me to 
to go over and, and try my wings. When did you, did you had a chance to speak to Chuck Fletcher prior and uh, kind of, you know, what did he mention that, he, you know, what kind of role was he looking at for you? Um, we haven't talked that much about any role, but I guess bottom six and uh, work hard, um, help the team to be um, a tough guy to play against and uh, stuff like that. What, what you know, moving into the North American game, the smaller ice, um, a little less time, obviously, with the smaller surface. What's your anticipation of what what that adjustment's going to be like? Because um, it, it's far different, right? just from you know, just the the amount of surface available. Uh, what do you anticipate that element being like when you do come over? Um, I think um, the smaller ice surface um, will fit my game pretty good, and. Uh, uh, I haven't been playing that much on on the smaller ice, but I think I think that would be be good for me. Is that one of the things that you ask guys like Robert about, your brother about, and and other players that you know that you're friends with or train with and have come over about what that adjustment's like? Is that something that you kind of ask guys about? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Is is you know trying to get some, you know, info on what it's like to, to go from the larger ice surface to the smaller. Is that something that you, you ask guys like, you know, Robert Haig or, you know, your brother or, or other guys that you train with, is that something you ask them about what, you know, what's that kind of like to, to move on to the smaller surface? Um, a little bit. I have, we have talked about it, but um, I mean, hockey though, right? <laughs> last summer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. uh, I've been in North America last summer and, and uh, I like the smaller ice surface. And I mean, I like the game is playing over there. Uh, more battles, uh, faster game, and uh, more physical. So I think that would be, be good for me. <clears throat> who, who was the, the guy growing up that you loved watching and you modeled part of your game after? Uh, as you're growing up as a kid and you take elements of his game and, and put it into yours, and you're certainly your own player, but... Who who are some of the guys that you watched and you really admired their game and took elements of it and you know put it into your package? Uh, I think all the Swedes uh, look up to Peter Forsberg. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> and um, I like Nick uh, Nicholas Beckstrom, um, and I also like um, I was watching Alex Ovechkin a lot. Uh, I like how he plays the game. He's physical good skater and uh, yeah, great goal scorer. So uh, those three, uh, I'll be looking up to a lot. Uh, with your playing right now and you've gotten into 10 games already and you, you guys are playing without fans. What's, what's that been like for you? Because um, you know, you, you're so used to as a high level player, having people in the building to watch, being able to feed off crowds and, and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Now you're, now you're in an empty building. It's almost like going back to, you know, minor hockey and squirt hockey and uh, with just maybe it, you just had parents in the stands when you were a kid. What's it like with, with no fans there to feed off of? Uh, I mean, it, it's weird. Uh, I mean, it's not the same atmosphere in the rink. Uh, so all the players have has to, to create their own atmosphere. But uh, I mean, the first couple of games, it, it was tough. But now 10 games in, um, you adjust to it, and uh, now it's like normal. 
but it, the first couple of games it was it was tough and weird. Is is it weird like during warm ups and stoppages to play when you're actually playing? Maybe you don't notice it as much, or is it just, is it more just you know during warm ups and that that feeling of, of an empty barn? Yeah, it, exactly. It's, it's more on on the warm up, and uh, I mean after the whistle goes, it's it's no crowd and it's just so weird. But when you're on the ice, it's you don't think about it. Yeah, I imagine it's it's. It's like going to the beach in this in the winter time. <laughs> you you see it so crowded yeah. with so many people in the summer. Then you see it. There's almost a depressing look to it. But uh, th- these are the things I guess we got to do to play the game right now. Uh, you having that chance to play right now and then be able to come over whenever the NHL does start. That that should provide you a nice advantage because you're playing competitive hockey while a lot of guys are sitting around waiting to get into a training camp. Yeah, of course. Uh, I see this as a great opportunity to to be as prepared as, as possible. And um, yeah, I mean, it's great to be on the ice and, and play games. How good is that competition in the league that you're playing in, that Swedish league? Uh, what 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 is the game like? Is there a pretty physical element to it at this point? Uh, it's, it's physical, but... Not as usual. I mean, when there's no crowd, I mean, all the feelings, feels like all the feelings are not gone, but it's not there energy, 100%, right? I would say. Yeah, exactly. So that's a weird thing. But um, I mean, I just love to play hockey and it's great to be on the ice and be with all the guys and, and play hockey. Is it, you know, getting out and playing right now and our world's very, it's a tough place right now with obviously everything that's going on. Is it pretty, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a good distraction from that for you, isn't it? If Like going to practice and, and hanging with the guys and being in the room, those things feel normal and that's got to feel good. I imagine. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, every time or every day you come to the rink, you, you have a smile on your face and it's just good to, to have something who who are like it was before i mean yeah meet all the guys and and have fun together uh what do you know about philadelphia about the city of philadelphia? Um, you ever been to philadelphia no i haven't um uh, and i don't know that much i've i've seen the rocky movies uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it <laughs> Now, will you run up the, the art museum steps like Rocky did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get to the top and do the, that. That's like the token thing you got to do when you come to Philly. Um, one of the things about yeah. Philadelphia, and I'm sure you've heard this from, from Robert, and, and you know about the, I guess, the, the reputation of the Philly fans. It, it, it's a passionate fan base, and the building can be, can be pretty wild and pretty intimidating for opponents. It would feel good for you to, to play in this city and have a flyer jersey on and not come to the city and play as an opposition, I would imagine. That, that sounds great. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm a sports guy and, and uh, I love to like come to a hockey town and when the fans are, are kind of crazy. So that, that's just fun. Do you have like an anticipation of what that's going to be like to play your first NHL game to, to step on that ice in an NHL jersey? line up against an NHL team and kind of have that moment and that you've been looking kind of towards through your whole hockey life? Uh, 
that would be special for sure. Uh, we'll see if it happens, and hopefully it's just when it happens. So, um, but I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's a challenge, and I'm ready to accept it. You mentioned Nick Backstrom. He's obviously in the division. Um, w- would that be one of those wow moments for you, lining up on the ice and, you know, across from you is a guy like Nick Backstrom, a countryman, and a guy who you've admired so long, and one of those kind of almost pinch yeah. me moments? Yeah, I mean, that would be cool and and very special uh, and memorable for life. So, yeah, um, yeah we'll see when it happens. Well, we're, hopefully it happens. Linus, we're hoping it happens very soon because it, it's, it seems weird this time of year for the game not to be on the ice and everybody's chomping at the bit to get it back on. Hopefully we're going to get information soon as, a, as far as the timeline goes. I hope you're well, uh, playing well over, over in Sweden right now and kind of preparing yourself to, to come over when, when the time is right and, and, and get into the NHL. Thanks for doing this, man. Best of luck with the next part of your season, and we're hoping to see you soon, man. Thank you very much. Hope to to uh, take care. Special thanks to Lena Sandine and to Morgan Frost for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. We'll be back on Friday with another all brand new episode. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Friday's episode of Flyers Daily.